Welcome. You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the February edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Starting with front page news in the Crestone Eagle, Crestone Peak Community Housing applies for state funds to make Living Wisdom Project a reality. This was written by Heather Draper. While it may not seem like a lot has been happening with the Living Wisdom Village Project, the nonprofit Crestone Peak Community Housing, CPCH, developing it has been busy behind the scenes getting it closer to reality. Living Wisdom Village, LWV, is a planned multi-unit affordable senior housing project on 4.6 acres within five minutes walking distance of downtown Crestone. The 20-unit project with a community center is shovel ready, meaning the project design is complete, construction plans are in hand, and contractors have committed to building it. The demand is certainly there. LWV closed the waiting list in the summer of 2021 at 50 people, as the demand far outweighed CPCH's capacity to provide housing. The majority of the units will be for people who have incomes at 30% to 80% area median income. The biggest holdup so far has been securing enough funding to complete the project through private donations and grants from foundations and the state. The total project cost is estimated at $5.6 million, of which $1.2 million has been received or committed to it. To close that gap, CPCH Executive Director Akia Tanara recently applied for $4,533,020 and $29 in state funding from $243 million the federal government awarded Colorado in 2022 to help tackle the lack of affordable housing statewide. However, to apply for the funds, CPCH had to match 25% of the projected cost of the project. Because they are about $250,000 short of the amount needed for the match, the nonprofit has launched a capital campaign to raise those funds. The Eagle interviewed CPCH Board Chair Kirsten Schreiber in mid-January to learn more about their progress and how the community can help. Eagle. People in the community are wondering where the project stands now. What can you tell us? Kirsten. We are shovel ready. That is important. Everything is in place to begin. The moment we have the funding, we can break ground. We are not going to start until we have all the funding in place. The engineering is done. The geological studies have been done. Indy Dwell out of Pueblo is planning to build the units off-site. The community center will be built by Alcon out of Monte Vista. Depending on the duration of Dola's interview process, we could have some units done by the end of 2023. Eagle, can you explain the funding you've applied for and the funding gap you are hoping to fill? Kirsten, we have to come up with 25% of the total project cost to get this state funding. We have so far come up with $1.2 million and we need roughly another $250,000. That's the gap and why we launched a capital campaign. We've been approved for a bank loan for the gap, but we want to avoid that if possible. If the project has long-term debt, the rents will have to be increased to pay that debt creating a greater burden on seniors with low incomes. Eagle, what do you think the chances of getting the state funding are and when will you get it? Kirsten, 
In my heart, I think we will get most of what we need from them. Akia is a phenomenal grant writer. She wrote like 50 pages for this. I'm very hopeful. We should know by April or May if we have been awarded the funds. Eagle, why are you involved in this big undertaking on a personal level? Kirsten, I've done a lot of home care. I'm a nurse aide, and I've seen what happens to people here when they get old and live in isolation and don't have the funds to pay for somebody to take them shopping or just to visit. My vision is that these people can come and live together and support each other, help each other age in place. I think people can live a lot longer in a community helping each other. Also, the government is recognizing that aging in place is ultimately less expensive. When elders' assets are used up in assisted living, then the state has to pay for them. Eagle, please describe the process for applicants once funding is in place. Kirsten, most people know that there are 50 people on the wait list. These 50 people will be informed the moment we have funding in place and we will have application forms ready. There will be different categories of affordability, including market rate. When people apply for less than market rate, they have to prove they are in need. But there are people on our list with only $700 a month in Social Security. Eagle, how can people donate to your capital campaign? Kirsten, they can mail a check to CPCH, Post Office Box 911, Crestone, Colorado, 81131. Checks should be made payable to CPCH, or they can visit our donate page on our website at www.crestonepcommunityhousing.org. And more about the community of Crestone, this is a letter to the editor. Food Bank seeks new location. Dear Editor, the last three years have brought many changes and challenges to our community. We saw food banks across the nation scramble to meet the explosive need for food supplementation. We witnessed this in our own food bank. Having worked with the food bank in the past and understanding the labor of love that it is, I want to take this opportunity to thank Marge Hoglin, manager since October 2019, her partner, Joe Buckley, and her phenomenal team of volunteers and community donors for rising to the challenges of the last few years with grace, compassion, and a servant's heart. As most are aware, the food bank ceased operations at its location in the Merck edition on t December 21, 2022, a few days in advance of its requested vacation date of December 31, 2022, due to the holidays. For those who do not know, the food bank operates under the umbrella of La Puente Home, a social services nonprofit out of Alamosa, which serves the San Luis Valley. The food bank is not an independent organization that can operate without the oversight of La Puente, as well as the health department. Marge was a volunteer with the food bank during 2018 and 19 when it relocated from Town Hall to the space loaned by the Merck, immeasurable thanks to Steve, Elaine, and Matt. Marge fully understands the unique challenges in finding alternate spaces that are not only available, but that also meet La Puente's and the Health Department's operational requirements. I cannot imagine the heavy hearts that Marge and the volunteers must feel. Nothing that has happened is through any fault of their own. As a new location is sought, I hope we can all extend an extra measure of heartfelt gratitude for their tireless service these last few years and pray that a new space becomes available sooner than later. I know I do. This is written respectfully by Patty Jackson. And in Crestone Eagle news, Jennifer Aitchison, 
named Business and Operations Manager of the Eagle. Crestone Eagle Community Media, CECM, is pleased to announce that Jennifer Eichitson is returning to the Eagle and has been named the Business and Operations Manager. She will lead the direction of the paper going forward, oversee operations, systems and technology, and manage staff. Eichitson was the Eagle's Advertising Manager for five years and is excited to return to what she calls her happy place. She will work closely with the CECM board to ensure the paper's continued success and expansion. I'm really passionate about getting the operations and systems of the Eagle back in place, and I'm very excited to take things to a new level, she said. Now that the, e the paper is a nonprofit, Aitchison plans to explore new funding opportunities, including memberships, grants, and corporate sponsorships. There are so many new ideas to explore while respecting the paper's foundation and legacy from Kizen and Jack Janet, she said. Aitchison really recently created Crestone Means Business with her partner, Lori Nagel, and plans to continue running it on the side. She has also taken up playing the keyboard, which she calls an excellent stress reliever. Etchison was a corporate trainer and instructional designer for more than 20 years before arriving in Crestone. She grew up in San Antonio, Texas, and went to school at Texas State University in San Marcos, Texas, studying English literature. She is a world traveler and has also lived in Los Angeles, and Austin, Texas. And we have this article about Crestone Means Business. Crestone Means Business is ready to promote you. Oh no, the car needs work. I'll have to call the mechanic in Salida, make an appointment a few weeks out if they can squeeze me in, take the day off, work, and catch a one-way ride twice, once to drop it off and again to pick it up. Sound familiar? This is the way it mostly goes for our community. Well, did you know we have at least five mechanics right here in Crestone? Sure, there may be times when you need to take your car to an all-inclusive shop, but wouldn't it be nice to take it to a local Crestonian for things like oil changes, new brakes, and other engine work? What about when you need a plumber and you need it now? People usually post on our local Facebook groups asking for a plumber and have to wait for an answer. At Crestone Means Business, we make it easy to get online, click on the category you are searching for, click directly on their website and or Facebook page, and if you're on your phone, call them directly. Observing the challenges to living in a small, rural, underserved town like Crestone, Lori Nagel and Jennifer Eicheson put their heads together and came up with a multi-tiered solution, Crestone Means Business LLC. They believe every person who lives in the town of Crestone and the Baca Grand should be able to 1. list their talents, services, business, and 2. quickly find local talents, services, and businesses. Their website, www.crestonemeansbusiness.com, is already live with many businesses listed both categorically and alphabetically as well as emergency and community contact information. Categories include animal care, builders and contractors, firewood, graphic design, health and healing, notaries, restaurants, waste removal, and many more. Crestone Connect. Not only did CMB create the space for local business listings, their brainstorming expanded into more community involvement. Crestone Connect is a digital platform in process that will connect those seeking services with those offering services day workers, construction crews, massage therapists, etc., also helping to keep our dollars local. Crestone Cares is a personal touch 
provided to community elders and others who need instruction on how to access our online resources as well as other basic tech questions. Crestone Business Connect provides events and networking opportunities for local businesses and entrepreneurs to share information and resources with each other, bringing our community closer together. Crestone Means Business is in it for the wins. Wins for our business owners, wins for our locals needing services, and wins for our entire community when more of our dollars are kept right here in Crestone. That's why CMB's motto is, when we work together, we all win. And speaking of helping each other, Neighbors Helping Neighbors News. Firewood program continues. This is written by Maddie Bell Lockish and Mary Lowers. As with charitable 501c3 nonprofits all over the country, Neighbors Helping Neighbors, NHN, our local group helping folks in crisis in Northeast Swatch County for nearly three decades, is seeing a dramatic rise in the number of requests we receive and the dollar amount of the requests. We have gone from one to four requests a month to that number of requests weekly. Many of these requests recently have been for help with rent. The COVID rent grants which were helping many people make ends meet are gone, and nothing seems to be coming up to replace them. Propane is another item people are needing help with, which is not surprising considering how much it's risen in price since a year ago. Thanks to our amazing generous community. NHN so far has been able to meet the increasing needs of our service area in these perilous times. In addition to generous checks appearing in the mailbox, NHN is pursuing grants and other funding sources so we can continue to be there for our neighbors facing crises. In December, we sponsored a Home for the Holidays benefit to help a hard-working local family get a home. It's a pleasure to report they are well on their way to their goal. Despite equipment snafus, vehicle breakdowns, and other annoying setbacks, the Firewood Project sponsored by NHN, Hearth of the Baca, and Crestone Energy Exchange are finished delivering wood people purchased. As you read this, the free loads of firewood are being delivered. Hearth of the Baca is doing a superb job of keeping the community free firewood pile stocked with the help of a new volunteer who wants to remain anonymous. Some great news. The Crestone Energy Exchange Firewood Project has been awarded an $11,000 grant, thanks to Donovan Spitzman, who wrote the application. This grant, which is to be used to purchase wood and equipment, came from the Alliance for Green Heat, a nonprofit chosen by the U.S. Forest Service in 2022 to administer these funds. This grant was created to support community firewood programs. In addition to our firewood project, there are more than a hundred similar projects across the country. These funds will help the firewood project become more efficient, employ more people, and keep more families warm. That's it for NHN News. Check out our webpage, nhncrestone.com. See Merrill Ennis's article about the upcoming NHN 2023-2024 phone directory, which we already read in an earlier edition of the Crestone Eagle. And in Valley News... Chance to win $100 visa for completing SLV Food Access Survey. San Luis Valley residents, you have a chance to win one of 20 $100 visa gift cards for completing an online survey about your experience regarding access to the food you want to eat, local foods, what's affordable, etc. Your feedback will help us create a roadmap to healthier food options in our region schools, food pantries, and the like throughout the San Luis Valley. You'll find three different surveys on our website, each taking about 15 minutes to complete. One is for the general community. 
one is for producers like farmers or ranchers and one is for food businesses like restaurant managers grocers chefs bakers cafeteria directors food pantries processors etc please take all of the surveys which are applicable to you to have an accurate picture of our collective situation we need about 1500 surveys taken for statistical significance this opportunity is part of the San Luis Valley Local Foods Coalition's 2022-23 Community Food and Agriculture Assessment. This assessment will also include data collected from our Photo Voice Project and our Community Listening Summits, which are being held in each of the six counties of the SLV. Secondary data from other assessments and census will be taken into consideration for our overall report which we should have completed by the end of summer 2023. At that point we will take this report back to each community, share the findings, and ask the community members what goals and strategies they would like to implement in their community as well as in the Valley as a whole. Please help us reach our goal by taking a survey. If you're inspired to participate further, contact our assessment coordinator at jae.slvlocalfoods at gmail.com. The survey links are at the website www.slvlocalfoods.org. And in gardening news, SLV Seed Exchange happens April 1st and 2nd. The 13th Annual 2023 San Luis Valley Seed Exchange will take place on Saturday, April 1st and Sunday, April 2nd at Joyful Journey Hot Springs Spa, beginning at 10 a.m. each day. Saturday will close down at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. This year will feature local vendors, one or two food vendors, the traditional seed swap table, door prizes, $2 off soaking at Joyful Journey, a speaker series, and two community-specific offerings in the event you're they will, again, host a community sharing hour, which is an opportunity for anyone in attendance to take the, op to take the microphone for a few minutes and give their spiel, project updates, upcoming events, or anything the community should know. This is a great opportunity for the vendors or other organizations to let people know about their offerings or needs. They also plan to host a community food access presentation and roundtable discussion due to community-initiated food sovereignty discussions that have been taking place. Check the website for updates as they book speakers, sponsors, and vendors. That website is www.slvse.org. If you would like to vend at the event, contact Sherry Ellen at groups at jjhotsprings.com. That's an email address. Again, groups at jjhotsprings.com. If you would like to help support the event through sponsorship, contact AIM Warner at 719-207-2597 or email marketing at jjhotsprings.com. For all other inquiries, contact the organization director, Jay Sanders at 575 999-5319 or email slvseedex at gmail.com. In related news, Crestone Seed Exchange, March 25th. The next seed exchange for Crestone will be on Saturday, March 25th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Now turning to regional happenings, gatherings at Savitri House, Bhagav Bhagavad Gita-based spiritual gathering with author Sajon Daverli at Savitri House. 
Spiritual gatherings focused on the timeless universal wisdom teachings of the Bhagavad Gita are currently being offered with Sajon Daverly, who wrote a translation and commentary on the Eastern classic, The Heart of the Uddhava Gita. The meetings, which include meditation and interactive participation, are held every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon, adjacent to the Sri Abadindo Learning Center at the at 83 Baca Grant Way in Crestone, and are offered entirely on a donation basis. One may also attend online via the Zoom facility by contacting Sajon at alandi108 at gmail.com. Proposed Town of Baca Seeking Community Input for Road and Transportation Plan The Committee for the Proposed Town of Baca Grand is collecting information from residents ahead of the April CDOT Region 5 Planning Meeting. A Road and Transportation Survey is available on their website at www.townofbacagrand.info. Sufi Deeker, All Are Welcome, Golden Light Sufi Circle Sufi Deeker is an opportunity to join with others in a circle of love that creates the experience of the oneness that we truly are. We pray, chant, and sing as one. Ours is a traditional Deeker of the Nur Ashki Jirahi Sufi lineage, which can be the first step to becoming a dedicated Sufi Dirkfish. Uh, all are welcome. No prior experience is necessary. Those who participate with an open heart often report mystical experiences from this potent ancient ritual. To participate with us at the Golden Light Sufi Circle in person or over Zoom, please email Hamidanur, that's H-A-M-I-D-A-N-U-R 303 at gmail.com. The phone number is 719-588-8602. And in the community calendar, on Wednesday, February 22nd, come breathe with me and Wim Hof. Call or text Melina for information and directions. The number is 719-469-8693. Donations are gratefully accepted. This is a group breathing session. This breathing technique technique that Wim Hof the Iceman discovered helps oxygenate and alkaline your body and boost the immune system. Again, call or text Molina for information and directions. That number is 719-469-8693. And on Saturday, February 24th, Contact Beyond Contact, Dance and Self-Discovery. No dance experience is required to attend this class, although experienced dancers are also welcome to attend. All you need is curiosity, the courage to show up authentically, and the desire to learn through movement, dance, and honest interpersonal interaction. Contact Beyond Contact is a dance and healing practice that integrates authentic movement, contact improvisation, and passing through with profound practices of Qigong, yoga, healing modalities, and energy work, mindfulness and leadership skills, proprioceptive and extraceptive senses, somatics and principles of behaviorism, as well as the philosophies of Buddhism and Taoism. These practices are well woven together to create a holistic integration of the body, mind, heart, and spirit. The facilitator's main focus in this practice is to hold space by creating a safe boundaries environment in which people can integrate, transform, heal in body, mind, heart, and spirit. This is going to be held every Friday from 4 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. RSVP for the address, 
contact Anya to sign up. That number is 719-298-2260. And there is a $10 to $30 suggested donation. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.